Welcome to Elixir Outlaws, the hallway track of the Elixir community. Hi, Amos. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm sick. You're gonna have to drive on this one. I I gotta drive on this one. My whole family uh, was sick, and I was like, uh, my immune system can take it. What doesn't? What? What? I will only. I will be remade stronger. Watch me lick the inside of this trash can, and then I'll be fine. I, uh, then I got sick. I'm sorry. So you're? Are you currently sick? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, I'm currently sick. I'm fighting allergies, but not sick. So my so voice is okay. a little bit not all there. So you're gonna have to do the the talky the talky parts of of this podcast. Okay. I know you're not used to well, this. I know that we've I done know. nothing to prepare you for this. I know. I'm 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 totally lost. So uh so I'll just tell you what I'm doing tonight. because uh, I think that uh you might find it interesting given your background. Uh I'm going to a talk. If you come when you come up to visit family, I need to take you to this place it talks. It's called Linda Hall Library. And it's a science research library, but they have talks all the time. Um, and I'm taking my kids to one tonight with uh uh, I think Levy is the guy's last name. I can't remember his first name, but he's he he's discovered like 23 comets, and it's a an astronomy talk. But I'm I'm pretty excited. That's so, awesome. With your like space loving background, yeah. Actually, you have a rocket loving background, don't you? Well, both. Fascinated my, by my, all aspects of it. My my youngest daughter is really fascinated by space, um, and and we joined the astronomy society and. I, I asked her the other day because, you know, they're talking about sending people to the moon again in like, but 2024, like they're planning on having people stay on the moon for long lengths of time. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I said, so when you get older, are you going to go to the moon? And she goes, no. I mean, maybe to get some fast food on my way to Mars. Mm, yeah. Dream bigger, dad. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dream bigger. And she's into programming. So that excites me. That's awesome. Uh, I, I actually got um, structure interpretation of computer programs. <sighs> and then I bought the teacher's guide to it also. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think I'm going to try to work through that with her. The book is amazing. Yeah, it is. And I and I think it I think it's approachable. Uh, and I also just finished rereading the little schemer mm-hmm. to try to decide whether I thought that would work for her. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that's a pretty good intro to i like the way that's written i yeah no no no. i've i've read well i read through it i will say the the little schemer and those books of that ilk like like books Mm -hmm. like that follow that sort of like socratic question answer style the the little what the little x like the little whatever Mm -hmm. i've read a bunch of those those don't hit me very well like those don't, yeah. those aren't super appealing to me. Like I get why certain people like those, but they don't, I don't dig them. I, that's the only, I've only read that one. Um, and I don't know. I just like that. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's definitely <laughs> different. It's definitely weird. It's, um, it's like a novelty. The first time I read it, it was really hard for me to follow because of that, the way that they were doing it, mm-hmm. it, it killed my brain. And the second time it was a lot better. Yeah. Maybe because you're kind of expecting it at that point. I, yeah, I guess so. I've actually been recently going back through Sick P, through certain oh, chapters nice. of Sick P, and it's just it's always astounding to me that that book accomplishes what it accomplishes in the amount of 
code and the amount of like text like that's not a huge book all things considered right, right? It, but it's just jam packed with like these really important hard to grasp concepts that they just sort of like they just do it like as an undergrad you could do all this stuff like that's amazing to me it yeah uh I don't know. That's that's what it is for me too. Because I, I mean, I have a degree in computer science, right? And that's what I went to college for. And when I read that book, I feel like, crap! I took the wrong computer science degree mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that they like, and and it even says you can, like the book talks about, you can go through it in in one semester. <laughs> I believe like, it. I believe it. It's like that's awesome. Um. We might, we might have to ha- have to pause for a little bit. I got the the sprinkler people here mm. to blow out my sprinkler since we freeze here. Oh right, yeah, you got to winterize. We got to winterize. Winterize. <laughs> I forgot that was going to happen right in the middle of this. Oh right. well, but yeah, I would. <laughs> I'm I'm endeavoring to build a. Um, I thought it would be fun. I was inspired after Dave's Gig City talk. And he, was, he talked a lot about prologue. And he talked about data log and these kinds of things. And I was inspired to um, sort of revisit a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up, I've been working. So the, one of the sections in SIGP, as you may or may not know, is you build a prologue interpreter. Mm-hmm. And um, he talks a lot about like how they do unification and how they manage uh, looking stuff up in the database and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and um, I've been working through that and building and re-implementing that in Elixir just for fun. Because I feel like nice. I want to make it approachable to people and people to see like the power of it without having to like do prologue, like learn prologue. Are you, are, are you going to send me a link to this uh, yeah, repo? When it's, when it's Can done. I, I, when it's done, I want I want to watch the sausage being made. No, you, you really don't. I do. <laughs> and then I want to read the chapter about that along with watching the sausage being made. It's very different. I mean, part of it's like it's it's way less terse. Like it's so much easier. It's so much more accessible in SICP just because of the nature of Lisp and the nature of scheme. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to sort of like just do stuff. It's like semantically it makes more sense in scheme the way mm-hmm. they've structured mm-hmm. it. So there's a lot more syntax nonsense that has to go into doing it in Elixir, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I so the one thing that that kills me in in looking through like the little schemer and, and that book is um, even and when I when I've programmed in in Lisp is like just the the number of braces like you cannot program in that language without rainbow braces on. <laughs> Or I can't. <laughs> uh, and, and it, I just, it just, that's, it's rough on me. Yeah. Just trying to, trying to parse all that. It's really hard in those books when they're black and white and I'm trying to parse it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a lot of times I just type it out so that I can actually look at it because my, my mind, I guess I'm spoiled by editors that have color. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause my mind just can't see that on the paper. Mm-hmm. Very well. When they start getting into really deep stuff, uh, what like in the little schema when they implement Y Combinator, mm-hmm. I tried to look at it 
over and over and over. And finally, I just went and typed into my editor. And now that I'm thinking about it, I should just read the book with colored pencils there, and then I can color my own. Color in the prints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I but I do find yeah. myself counting. I'm like, one, two, three, four, three, four, three, two. Well, that's how I count parents. Like, oh, yeah. up and down until yeah. I get back to zero. I mean, they have, there is stuff out there like par edit and those sorts of things. Yeah. Those yeah. exist. Well, I, I, I use them. <laughs> See, I'm but not, it doesn't I don't help like me when I'm edit. staring at the book. It doesn't help me when I'm staring at a book. Yeah. I mean, I understand that for sure. I, well, I just use a lot of the Emacs plugins for it and it's mm-hmm. good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about Emacs is there's sort of Emacs is a journey, but the really good part is that there's journeys within journeys. It's journeys the whole way down. Yeah. Um, you, they, you have to learn how par edit works. You got to learn org mode, which is like learning Emacs again. Uh, it's like an Emacs I was in, in the Emacs. I, I have the org mode stuff up on my computer because I've never actually used org mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I've got to learn org mode. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that there's like a 300 page book on org mode. <laughs> I feel like if you're not like, what? using org mode, what's even the point of using Emacs? Yeah. Mm. So, so actually, mm-hmm. I started in, in college using Emacs mm-hmm. uh, when I was a freshman. And about the middle of my second semester, I switched to Vim because it was like, hey, you can check your email in, in Emacs. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, hey, you can do this in Emacs. And after a while, I found out you can play Snake in Minesweeper in Emacs. And then I just quit working. I was like, oh, I'll just pull up Snake, play some Snake for a little bit. <laughs> and so I had to get out of Emacs and I switched over to Vim. Because you basically, because you couldn't do as much stuff in it. It was less distracting to me. But now now I'm back on the Emacs train. Well, I'm using Space Max anyway. Yeah. You're using some other thing. Yeah. It's like almost almost Emacs, almost Vim. That's like a journey outside the journey. It's a journey to get to the journey. <laughs> well, it's just an Emacs configuration, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just just an Emacs just. configuration. <laughs> That redoes everything. Right. Speaking of... That's speaking like saying that we just scheme, went right? to the moon. It sort of downplays <laughs> a little bit of the other details that went into it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so so what else? What's what's going on in the uh, Elixir world for you other than... So you're writing, you're writing the uh, Prologue Interpreter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for fun. Just well, in reality, what I actually want to get down to is a data log interpreter. So I pulled down all my database books. Oh, um, nice! And was going through different data loggy stuff. Like I'm aware that closure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's all the same books. Like it's all it all comes (laughs) from the same 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 body of work. Um, yeah, I pulled down a bunch of the database books and was going through data log they actually there's a bunch of chapters on data log and a couple of them that i have um they're very old which database books um uh i really like the principles of database and knowledge based systems it's volume one and volume two um by ulman is the reference on that they're good so are they so they're worth picking up I mean, they're cheap. Typically, you can find them used. They're old. I like that. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I like, if, like- if you don't really, they're a very specific read. Like, I mean, I don't know that. Like, 
they're like a must have, but I enjoy them. There's probably okay. better database books out there, but I think there's a lot of this stuff that's that's really useful. But in any case, like I'm familiar with the words magic sets, but I don't know how it's implemented or what it does. That's as far as I've gotten. So I figured I would start with SIGP, build prologue, because I mean, prologue's just data log with extra steps, right? Just does more. So, you know, you just back it off a little <laughs> yeah. bit and then you got yourself a data log. <laughs> this is uh, just turn the amp, how I'm looking turn the at amp it. down to 10 instead of 11, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. So I was, I was just thinking when you were talking about those books. I wonder if I can get them from the library. But you have turned me into a margin writer, mm. and the mm. library generally frowns upon you writing in their books. Mm. Yeah, so, I would suspect so. So what you can do, I've found, is that you can get these uh, friction pens from Bic, and they erase with heat. Oh. And, and I think so then, everything erases with heat eventually. Yeah, but these these erase very quickly with heat, not fire, just mm. heat. I mean, I'm just saying, um, like, if you get enough heat on it, it erases just about anything. That's true. <laughs> so fingerprints. I'm thinking I could, as as long as it's summertime, entire buildings. I can get it's, <laughs> people you don't like. All of the state of California <laughs> at this point. Well, that's, that's, that's pretty sad, but true. Uh, every year i'm like do you th- are people finally gonna realize that they live in a fiery desert and move mm. <laughs> or are they gonna continue to stay there so these these pins i think that i'm just gonna get books from the library in the summertime and then i can write all over in them and then i just leave them in the back of my car one day parked in a parking lot because i actually had a notebook mm. full of notes one time with one of these pins caught on that fire erased it erased in the sunlight in the back of my car in the summer. I pulled it out and it was like partially in the shade and half of the notebook, like right across the center of the notebook was gone. I'm not sure if that's a feature or a bug. (laughs) It it was really sad. Seems like a, seems like it could go either way on that one. (laughs) Um, so, so me this week, I've been I've been working on uh, doing some some gin stage Broadway stuff. Uh, I really like what Broadway has brought me to gin stage. Like, I, there's a lot of stuff that I just don't have to deal with myself anymore. Um, but I feel like I could pipeline long chains simpler in gin stage because I feel like I'm I'm not sure if there's a way to like hook up two Broadway things, like make one Broadway piece uh uh a per- consumer producer i'm not sure um i don't think that i can i haven't figured that out yet i was hoping you knew but you're shaking your head like i, I got no nothing no i don't <laughs> um i'm not i don't really know anything about broadway i mean i know people like hamilton but i don't even know really about like off broadway <laughs> stuff um <laughs> Um, I saw Wicked once in Chicago. That's about as close as that's about the my own my, the extent of my understanding about Broadway, and I have I no idea how it plugs into Gin Stage. Wicked is a pretty good Broadway show, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that. Didn't uh, see it with the original Fox, cast. Fox, you know, Fox like, Theater in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, in any case, I I, f- um, I feel like I need to explain your joke. Thanks, appreciate that. <laughs> so, in any case, I don't know. I I find that like. I was talking to Connor about this too. Like I keep searching for the gin stage shaped problem. And whenever I find one, it's always, it always tends to be like 
just tends to be, what's the right way to say it? I feel like my problem is always so specific that I understand how I would do it. And then I just do it. And so the, the, the small amount of, I don't really run into that many gen stage shaped problems that often. And when I do, I don't end up using it just because I already have sort of an idea of how to use it. Mm-hmm. Like how I would solve my problem on my own. And I don't know that that's like maybe the right approach. And that's not really meant as like a slag on gen stage. I think gen stage is good, but I do have this perennial problem where it's like, I cannot find, I feel like I stumble upon so many problems where I'm like, I could probably use gen stage for this. And then I just don't. (laughs) And I don't really under, I mean, I don't really have any use case for Broadway because I don't like, we don't use rabbit. (laughs) Like, and it, and and like that's like kind of and or SQS like I mean I think probably SQS is used somewhere well, in our in our organization I, but like I don't we interact with Kafka all the time and it seems like Broadway's semantics don't play with Kafka right now and that might be changing I'm not sure but when I've looked at it I there's thought, no like mainline support for Kafka no in but Broadway there's there's a there's an off Broadway library I think for Kafka from what I remember yeah, it's the same people who. It's the same group who who worked on like Elsa and these other Kafka adapters and stuff like that. Like oh, okay. they're doing good work, and but like I think when I talked to them, they were still kind of discussing it with the Broadway team. Like, here's the things we would have to support to really do this, and with Kafka. So I'm I'm using mine not with any of those. Uh, I have I have cameras, a bunch of them, like uh like security cameras Mm -hmm. and i'm getting streams of images from those securities mjpegs is -hmm. what i'm getting um and i have all of them coming in and i need to batch them up at certain in certain ways which is where broadway made things easy Mm -hmm. um um and then i also the resources that uh i'm using to i to process those images are on a gpu so I can really only do one thing at a time. Um, so then I, I made I made just a gen server for that through called it GPU and and let it call out to the GPU since it'll only do one job at a time. Um, gotcha. And and then I have like some web services that I have to send all this stuff off to. So it's like a lot of back and forth. I'm really doing a chain of things, and at different levels, I have different amounts of batching going on like some of them i need six images some i need two some i need 12 so i have to do it in in a certain way and and track it all the way through and mm-hmm. so i felt like that was a good gen stage problem um i could be wrong but i'm trying no, i mean it. i think that's <laughs> i think that's right i mean like that seems right and it it gives you the ability to do load shedding and all this kind of stuff too like i mean it seems like it does all the things that you want Right. And well, and that's what I'm, I'm looking at. Like everybody I talk to, like you, you're saying, you know, we're, we're not using S3 or, or, or these different messaging cues. And, and so everybody I talk to is like, oh, I haven't looked into it because I'm not using messaging cues. I'm like, well, I'm not really either. I'm using a camera stream mm-hmm. <laughs> and doing the same thing. So, but, but I felt like that's doing what I need it to because if I get behind, I'm processing these images from the cameras. I do need to load shed and I do need to throw right. stuff away, but I also need the GPU asking for its work. Like I need it to, mm-hmm. to only get hit 
I don't want things to pile up on top of that GPU because then I can't load shed those. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, I think that's I think that's the right use case for it. And part of it's that I've never taken the time to really dig into it. And I feel like the docs. Um, I don't I, I, I feel like whenever I look at the docs for gen stage, I have more questions than answers. Uh, I, I, I feel that way too. And I don't know. as like, I've been I'm, going, I'm sick. That's coming. This, this is, this is a, this is a, this is, a, this, is a, this is the most salty I've been in a while. I don't really mean to I be, but I, I, I definitely come away with like, where I'm like, how in the hell does this work? Like what? Like how yeah, do I, I plug I all this crap together? I don't think you're being salty. Like I am a little bit. I'm at, I mean, well, I've, I'm in the same boat, like working it through it right now. I mean, it's like an amount of salt that would like season a good soup. But it's not like you could cure meat with this amount of salt. I you couldn't thaw roads. <laughs> OK, just a little bit. then. All right. Well, I <laughs> I I I feel the same way about the documentation and I'm sitting here going through it and trying to think every time I figure my way past how to how to configure it or what's going on behind the scenes like I did go read some of the code because I was so lost and then I'm like okay I don't really know how to improve this documentation and I think some of the wording for me in in Broadway confused me like they they talk about stages and I I looked at stages as like steps you know, you go from one stage to the next stage to the next stage, but it looks like to me, stages are really like the number of things processing some piece of data, like how many can be going at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but in my mind, I was thinking of a, a completely different um, definition of stage. And so that made reading that documentation rather difficult at first. So I maybe maybe that's it. Maybe the documentation would do well to have some definitions. Yeah, well, I think it, I think like that that stuff's probably in there somewhere, but I just don't. I don't know that I understand it. You know what I mean? Like, and I think it's mm-hmm. just one of those things that like, um, you have to kind of get into it and look at it and read it and then really decide. Like, I don't know. You have to you have to probably look at a lot of the code and understand how it's all put together. And then you probably have to go look at like how other people have implemented this stuff to really, to really figure right. it out. Like that's probably also part of it. Yeah. You yeah. Know, look at how um, like flow uses gen stage and look at how, you know, whatever Broadway, like the Broadway rabbit uh, adapter uses gen stage and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that's a good place to start. Also, um, Blogs. One of the really good one, uh, Samuel Mullen, friend of the show, uh, wrote a, a blog post on on Broadway that um, is is really good. His blog posts are always really they're they're long, so be prepared. <laughs> but he he uh, I've talked to him about him, and he he really researches something really deeply before he starts writing, and then like that's kind of how he gets his own thoughts out, and he just writes prolifically about it so yeah it was a good post that helped me a lot yeah i need to go back and reread a lot of that kind of stuff there's definitely a lot of information out there there's been a bunch of talks on it and that's those sorts of things i just uh yeah i've never really internalized it 
to the, to the degree that I, I should in order to utilize it as a, as a, in order to utilize that tool correctly. Well, you got, you got to find the right problem to try it on. Mm-hmm. That is interesting enough to you to keep you going, I think. <laughs> um, and that, that's why the camera thing, whenever I started working on it, that popped into my head was maybe this is it. So I, I thought I'd jump in and try it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice, nice to spread my OTP wings a little more too. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you mean? Spread your uh, OTP wings. What does that even mean? Just, <laughs> I don't understand there, that metaphor. I mean, there's just a there's a lot of uh, development that ends up happening in Elixir that you're not really ever directly dealing. You're not dealing with processes talking to each other and things like that directly. Especially if you're you're doing like web development with Phoenix, you do a whole lot and never touch OTP. So a lot of the that you notice, right? And so a lot of the work that I do, where you're not dealing with multiple processes at all right um someone and, else is and, managing it for you right and so it's it's nice to get back in there and do that i that's why i really liked uh, a lot of nerves development is because i was doing a lot of otp stuff um because nobody's doing that for you on an embedded system there's there's not a lot of libraries out there handling things like phoenix does so you, you actually have to have to get in there and do all that. And so it's nice to do that somewhere again, because my last few have not been, have not needed so much of the OTP. Right. You really, yeah, you're really just using, you know, you're, you're using like, you're using the stuff that uses that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. Like, I mean, that's if, you know, that's, that stuff is good stuff. You should use it. Um, but it also feels good to go back and use the stuff yourself. Right. Yeah. Well, and I I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm solving bigger problems whenever I'm doing that uh, or more, more exciting problems to me. Well, I feel like it's, I feel like we've talked about this before, I think, but like I have this pet theory that that's why people end up, you know, I, I would say like almost misusing um, OTP in certain places. But they use processes they just, for everything. Well, it's because you just learn. Want to. Well, because you learn about all this stuff, and it's like mm-hmm. this is cool. This is this mind bending new way to think about code, or not even mind bending, but just like this is how I always wanted to write OO, and this is OO, and you know the correct version of OO or whatever. And um, and so then you, but like all the problems, kind of have been solved for you, like you know uh, these other libraries that you're probably using are all using processes and all using these different things and are doing a good job. And so you don't really have to go solve that. And then what's left for you to solve? Well, it's your business, you know, problems. It's all your business entities. And that's what leads people to this place where they're like, well, I want to use processes somewhere. These are cool. Why else am I doing Elixir if not for these cool process things? So I, so I create a user gen server that acts as an object. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of that comes from. That's my, that's my like, I don't know, like pet theory about where that comes from. I mean, I don't think it's, it's terrible um, to play around, you know, and, and do that stuff a little bit Uh, because I think in playing is where you learn the, the, 
the good and bad places to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully you're not doing that on a big production system, but sometimes that happens too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all, we're all learning every day on our job. So, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. Finding the right times to do that, to, to like play around with stuff or try things out. is hard. Like finding the right places to do it and, and knowing when to like throw away bad ideas and that kind of stuff that can be tricky. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I find that there are a lot of good ideas that partway through implementing, I start to feel like they're not that great. I think that's probably, I think, I think that's probably fairly a little bit universal. Usually when I'm frustrated, <laughs> like this camera thing, I actually, I started to implement it with Gen stage mm-hmm. and, and then Gen stage and Broadway. And then I ripped all of that out and did it again with just some, some gen servers and supervisors. And I was doing, doing, uh, just some really basic, I tried streams, um, which actually streams worked really well for this mm-hmm. until I wanted to, um, supervise and restart, uh, the camera connections if they failed. And then it was like, nope, we're done. <laughs> and I needed them all to stream together. Like I need like you if I have zip six, all the streams together. Yeah, like if I had six cameras, I needed an image from each camera was my first batch. And so then I zipped all the streams together. Well then when one of the cameras failed, the whole thing stopped. And then I had to manage that failure because it didn't actually close sockets. It just like hit it in the background. <laughs> and so it it got to a point where it was like, okay, streams aren't right. And then I went back to Broadway and was like, I, and, and Jen stage. And I think I was like, well, yeah, I think this actually is the right approach, but it just felt wrong at the beginning. And I think it was my own lack of knowledge. Yeah. I think it's, it's often lack of knowledge. Like when we're doing that kind of stuff, like if, if an API or like something doesn't feel right that we're trying to utilize, there's like a real disconnect, especially on something where you're like, I know this is like good. Like people use this and like it. So what's wrong with mm-hmm. me? Like what? And I think that's like, that adds a lot to that feeling of like, yeah. you must be the one doing it wrong. And that ends up, th- that ends up like kind of like polluting my thinking a lot of times where I'm like, I know that this like should be, I know that I should be able to do this. <laughs> and I'm confused <laughs> as to why I cannot. And then that leads to frustration. Cause you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Like it should work. I know that it has to be able to do this. But what do I need to do to make it do it? And uh, that that often leads to like frustration. It, and how do you how do you work through that? Mm, I don't know. I just get over it, <laughs> or I rage quit and I just build it myself. <laughs> that happens. I guess that, that happens a lot. <laughs> just being honest, it's, it's a regular thing for you. Yeah. Uh, I, I walk away for a long period yeah, same. of time. Unless, I walk away unless, too. Yeah. Unless, the, 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 the long period of time might be years. <laughs> it might be infinity. Yeah. It's, it's actually easier for me to, to do this stuff on like a full time work thing. If, it, if it's at work, then I, then I work through it a whole lot better than if it's like the side project. Mm hmm. Because the side project becomes, uh, I just like, like there's no, there's not as much motivation. I feel like <laughs> to mm-hmm. get it done. 
Uh, and on the side projects, I'm like, I really want this to be perfect and right because nobody else is working on this but me. And so I don't have anybody else to lean on their ideas or anything like that on a lot of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think that's that's really tricky, especially if you don't have a clear vision of like what you're what it is you're creating. You kind of need right. you kind of need that other person to help push you in the right direction. You see, like right now I have I have a starting point and I have an ending point and my my vision of everything that gets me from the starting point to the ending point is is the part that's lost on me. Ooh, that looked like toast. Was that toast? Yes, I'm eating mm, toast. Mm, I like toast. I haven't had toast in a long time. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I got sidetracked by your food. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so tired. I'm so bored. It's, I'm so boring. It's okay. Uh, may, maybe we should cut it here. I've I've got sprinkler guy here, and and I kind of want to see sprinkler what he's man. doing. So that I the sprinkler I man learn how to do it. It'd the be sprinkler nice to be able to do this. The sprinkler man, the worst Batman villain ever. <laughs> I I can only shoot when I'm going left. <laughs> it's me, Batman. <laughs> the sprinkler. <laughs> he only comes out when it's uh when it's just barely raining. Any, 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 he he only really threatens golf courses. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take this par three and make it to par five. (laughs) The big water trap in the middle. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) The sprinkler. I can't even function. I I think that's a perfect place to end it. Let's just cut it there. All right. Sounds good. All right. Later. Bye.